Where'd you get gone, girl? Where did you go? Where'd you get gone, girl? Did you go back home? Where'd you get gone, girl? Where did you go? Where'd you get gone, girl? Are you dead? Welcome back. Season two. Season two! Making movies in my mom's basement. Let's just get the apology out of the way. Sure. I'll let I, you apologize. I apologize. That's it. Done. Yeah. Uh, these things take time and we are doing other shit at the same time. Yeah. But revamped. We've got, we're uh, taking the feedback, customer feedback. Mm -hmm. We're going to make this efficient on topic. No tangents. No tangents about our personal lives yeah but are very interesting lives yeah so let's get to it because that that could have turned into a 10-hour tangent that's right true that's true okay so what are we talking about gone girl talking about gone girl talking about let's talk about why we love this movie okay first thing ben affleck's penis <laughs> okay ben affleck's penis uh it's your theory Venetia, that David Fincher uh, purposely had that shot in the shower scene uh, of Ben Affleck's penis so that we as an audience would would spread that word of mouth would be strong on the on the movie. TMZ would pick it up. Tabloids would be talking about it. You believe it was left on purpose to generate purely for marketing. Yeah, 100 percent. And even the whole like when you see the um, what's it called the girl. Uh, Amy. Amy, yeah, you see her yeah. like dead, right? Right. In the trailers, it's like, okay, she's actually dead. You think she's dead, and then it's a bigger shock, I guess, in the movie when she is not. Yeah, she's not. Then we saw, oh, okay, that was just like her, like, her fantasy. I'm gonna, like, take yeah. a bunch of pills. Yeah. Because my man, because my, my man. man's penis is too big, apparently. I've seen that penis. Is that a big penis? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Is it small? Is it big? I don't know. It's, it's pretty big. Yeah. It's like not like Django big, but it's pretty big. It's not Jan like Jamie Foxx's penis. Yeah. Jamie Foxx got a big penis. He's got a... Shout out to my parents that listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll try to clean it up. Yeah, but probably not. But yeah, it was it was left there on purpose. So was the showing Amy's dead body. Just so, you know, gotta make your movie stand out somehow. Marketing. Trailer, trailer marketing. Exactly. Venture came from commercials. He knows what he's doing. His whole life was selling burgers and tires. Yeah, for like a decade. And and he, as he said, he believes everyone is a, is a pervert. Yeah, he's right. He's right. Yeah, hundred percent. He's right. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Everyone. Yeah. Deep down. Deep down. Deep down. Deep down. Everyone's a pervert. It's just how like how transparent are you about it? And there's probably like levels of perversion. Like I don't think everyone's the same amount of perverted. Yeah, that's true. There's like some people are like oh. Nice ankle. And that's all they need, I think. Yeah, like a, like a Muslim man. Sure. <laughs> but, like, some people, like, they, I don't know, they're, like, desensitized to, like, ankles, and they need, just like, way more. That's true. They need, like, a shoulder. Like a shoulder, yeah. Uh, they need that. You know I'm a big fan of? Collarbones. Oh, it's oh. personal. Oh, I can't uh, do this. Uh, sorry. All right. The leash. Uh, I've... Oh, no. He's choking me. The producer is choking me. He can't do this. Stop talking. Can't talk about what you're into? No, okay, let's go. Um, Next point. <laughs> so actually, we have a new structure. So now we're instead of like going chronologically, mm -hmm. we're going to be like, okay, we'll have like, talk about acting, 
cool acting stuff, cool writing stuff, like all the different directing. Parts. You stuff used, like that. you you just use your least favorite word. Oh, uh, what? Cool. Cool. Yeah. In 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 one podcast, you are really upset when people describe something as cool. Did I say that? You were like, oh yeah, it's cool directing. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> so, well okay, that was a just a catch all right now. Right. We're, we're, we're gonna get into it. The producers are telling me, say mainstream words. Cool. Uh, fleek. Yeah, fleek. These, fleek. these words are on fleek. Go off, Go. sis. <laughs> okay, let's get to it. Acting. Acting. So, Pocket, I, uh, talk about the sugar storm. Sugar storm scene. It is uh, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. I love rom coms, so this like falls in that genre of people falling in love. Um, and. In my theory, the sugar storm scene is the first time that Amy falls in love with Nick. It's the not scene theory. is. It's like clear. It's like a... it, it's clear. I but it's not spelled out. I think you have to look for that almost. Yeah, there's a moment specific. There's a yeah. moment. So the sugar storm scene. Uh, it's like they're walking down an alleyway. There's like sugar falling everywhere, and Nick um, brushes a bit of sugar like off her lip, and she looks from his like hand up to him and that slight look up and that gaze up at him of like I'm going to give myself up to you that's what that look meant to me it's like you can take me I I am yours right now and then cut to them sleeping together so it made a lot of sense I'm not gonna go into this but you've been giving that look I, I, I've been given that look life. by many different women I, like that's enough that's enough <laughs> of the tangent bam ooh, what a tease what a tease what a tease you're a real h word <laughs> oh my god sorry your parents listen to this it's okay they have to learn eventually oh god i know actually you can cut that if you want i, I can cut anything i am yeah. god right now you are god. <laughs> and i'm dressed up as gandhi this is great oh yeah yeah he's dressed up this is he's i can't take him seriously he's wearing his like gandhi trademark glasses. circle master of disguise dana carvey glasses <laughs> and his gandhi shawl yeah it's a good look oh man okay I'm going to talk about um, another acting thing that I love. Yeah. So one thing I think, and I, I do this, like this is not like uh, I'm better than you. Um, when you write, you try to like get everything down in the writing. Like you're trying to like, everything is communicated in the script. Right. right? You like spell everything out. Spell everything yeah. out. Exactly. Right. But I'm a big fan of when just like the acting just does half of it for you. Right. So there's a great example in this movie where Rosamund Pike, when she's like, looking at a bunch of guys at a party yeah. telling Ben Affleck what she thinks. And she's like, I prefer men who are funny, not funny. Right. It's air quoted. She you're, doesn't do it. You're adding the air quotes, but she didn't have to. She, her tone just like her, yeah. gave the air quotes. It's like, to you. Oh, like funny, funny. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm not an actor. Not an actor. <laughs> not an actor. But no, it, it's a great line. It's, it's a line that I've never heard it until I saw that movie, but it feels like it's been said before. Yeah. It, it, it feels it's like, like a very real, personal, very personal. It's like line. some like, one of her like friends at like some wine EW some, like, critic party. Yeah. Someone said this to Jillian Flynn and Is it Jillian or Gillen? Gillen. Gillian. Oh yeah. Gillian? Gillian Jacobs. Gillian Flynn. Okay. Maybe I don't know, who knows. Someone said this to Gillian Flynn and she definitely like took that. Yeah, like it was it, it was a real line, which yeah. is the best. Yeah. And the best I guess did I even make the value prop about it? It's like literally just, on paper I prefer men who are funny, not funny. That doesn't say anything. No. It's the same. But then the way she, like, the tone tells you what she actually thinks. Maybe on paper you could, like, 
underline. I think like, it is I, italicized. I think in the script, it, there's an italics. Right. For the second one, right? That can, like, if you're a good reader, yeah. I think you should add that, but that's what a good actor does. I agree, yeah. yeah. Those add so much more meaning to it. Yeah. And it's it's more and more interesting, right? Then now you're like, oh, it's funnier when it's like, oh, I know what she's, I know what yeah. she's saying. She's real. This exactly. is not some robot now. No. All right. That's all the acting we got. That's all. We're, we're not actors. We're not actors. We just tell them what to do. <laughs> All right, writing. Okay. Um, this movie just grabs you right away because mm -hmm. the first line of dialogue is literally just like, "I'm going to kill my wife. I want to like spill her. I want her brains out." Yeah, it's like, do you ever? And it's honestly, it's uh, it's relatable. It's like, do okay. you ever want to like know what's happening in your partner's head? Yes. Right. That's a relatable thought to have in a relationship. Yeah. Like it's. Everyone's felt it. So relationships be like relationships be like, ah, oh, all you high school kids listening, all three of you, all three of you <laughs> shout out to Shahara. Yeah. Shout out to Shahara. That's not personal talk. Yeah. But it's, uh, it grabs your attention right away. And that's important in a movie, especially in a screenplay. The first, as William Goldman says, the first 15 pages of a screenplay are where you must grab the attention of the reader. That's where you have them. So you might as well say some shit that like piques their interest and this is like even that the shot itself is yeah. like super creepy it's it, it's like stroking her head like like on like a like a pet almost it's like a pet it's all it's kind of like serial killerish. it's he, very serious looks killer like he's gonna murder her. that's true it's straight up we're like okay yeah. i know what this movie's about it's about yeah killing folks killing folks favorite genre is that a genre like thrillers i guess yeah, I guess, yeah. Killing folks being killed. Is that no difference, I guess? It does. Redundant, the, the but very funny. The, the killing genre. The killing genre. Okay. Next value. Next value prop. The okay. diary. So, okay, so yeah, the diary I find super interesting. Because, mm -hmm. okay. It accomplishes... One th okay, what does it do? A, it's purely there. It's like, it's just to manipulate the audience. Yes. Right? Just totally tricks us yeah and let's talk about i guess the different ways that the filmmakers trick us with the diary yeah every time it goes to a flashback it plays that like super like happy like idealistic music right it it sounds totally like out of place for this movie yeah totally it's like the most like on the nose like if it was in any other scene be like what is this trash? Yeah. right yeah. but it's like it makes sense because amy is lying to like people in the movie and she also has to lie to us exactly we are being tricked by amy just as nick is being tricked by amy. exactly and the first time you're watching you don't like i don't know you just take it at face value it's like yeah. okay yeah this is they must be happy because we hear this music later on it's like okay i get it it's like one of my favorite tricks in horror <laughs> <laughs> it's very personal it's, it's it's actually not even personal one of my favorite tricks in writing is the unreliable narrator yes and that's a trick they use here very well because you know you you don't go into a movie or a book or anything expecting the narrator to be unre unreliable. So it's like in real life, like in real life, you expect people to tell you the the, the truth and you take them at face value. Um, but when that's used like to trick both the characters as well as you, it's like perfect. I think the way they use it here. Yeah, like like they pulled a fast one on you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is what it's like the thing. Um, a good twist ending. Um, in retrospect, you should see all the clues laid you out. You saw it and, coming. Right? It's like, okay, I got yeah, it. It exactly. wasn't like, now you see me. <laughs> the, the, 
magician movie where Mark Ruffalo was was actually a magician. The whole time he was a magician. I haven't seen this movie, but I've heard so much about it. I I know so much about this movie without having seen it that I feel like I need to see I've it. I've seen this movie. All I know is that Mark Ruffalo is a magician at the end. <laughs> That's all you took away. That's all I remember. I don't remember anything else. Wow. Was was the uh was it like interesting at like at all? The movie? Yeah. Um yeah, I guess it was all, all right. Like I finished it. I don't know why. No, you know why? It was I watched it with like a friend of mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cuz I was going to say you you have a, a a habit of if you're not interested in a movie, you'll just like pull out yeah, and yeah, like yeah. you'll 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 stop watching it. Pull out. Yep. Pull out. Yeah, pull out. <laughs> You've pulled out a lot of a, a lot, a lot, of, lot movies. of movies. A lot of movies. Yeah. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah so I'm surprised you finished that one. Yeah, it's like it was because it was with somebody. Because your friend was there. Exactly. Wow. Does it make you interested in watching Now You See Me too? Yeah. I want to know who the, who's going to be the new secret magician. Probably Daniel Radcliffe. If I like oh, this. he's in... Cause he's I kind of like the casting. Okay. That's stupid. I like that stupid casting. It's going to be... It's dumb. <laughs> Why is it stupid casting? Because he's Harry Potter. Because he's Harry Potter? Because he's Harry Potter. That's dumb. So you, you can't not see him as Harry Potter. Only in this, because he's in a magician movie. Oh, right. That's too close to Harry he's Potter. He's literally a magician. Yeah, it's too close. Like, in the rom-com... Um, Swiss Army Man. That's not rom-com. <laughs> but in, in Swiss Army Man, yeah, that too. I, I, I could separate, I think, the Harry Potter Yeah, stuff. I'm, um, I'm trying to think of, like, a Radcliffe... A name for a Radcliffe fan. Oh, you're a... You're a... Radical. A radical. You're a radical. Is that the actual thing? I hope so. Yeah, okay. We're radicals. We're radicals. We're radicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. All right, enough tangent. Back to the diary. Uh, another thing I love about it, just in terms of like writing, I haven't read the book, but I'm sure it's in the book as well. Um, but in the screenplay itself, I think it's a great way to separate sections. And that's important, I think, when you're like watching anything. Like a, a scene can feel like it's taking too long or a section of a movie can feel like it's like, dragging on i think yeah. the diary is a great like breaking up of pace of like sections of the movie it's yeah like it's nice, super yeah. it's chapters it's essentially chapters yeah, it's good chapters yeah all right next value yeah it's um the diary tells us it just frames what the flashback is going to be about right away right the uh you see the first page of the diary she's writing uh so i i went to dinner and then cut to the dinner boom yeah and it's like it's in it uh, i don't know what i'm doing porky pig is that porky pig it's porky pig damn <laughs> get your looney tunes right man. you know why no okay this is t you can leave this in i don't know and the once upon a time they released a clip uh for what the tarantino movie yeah, yeah. and there's like it's literally just like Leo doing what I thought was an Elmer Fudd thing. Because he's like... John Wayne, John Wayne. They left that in? No, like that's what he's doing. I think that's his character. All his character is like an Elmer Fudd, Porky Pig. Yeah, like he's like a character. Porky Pig. But okay. like, yeah, like he's like losing it. I'm like, this is maybe the first time I'm not seeing Leo. Oh. A little bit, a little bit. He's finally broken out. He's changing his mannerisms. Changing his... Right. Because, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Okay, I don't know if you want to leave that. Oh, we'll see. Who cares? Um, all right, next value, entering a scene late. Okay, so I think this is for all you uh, weekend screenwriters out there, armchair screenwriters. <laughs> um, great trick to enter a scene late is have a character, um, st like the first line of a scene is like reacting to something that happened off screen. Mm -hmm. And that's great because now it's like, okay, we don't need... 
the the reaction will just fill us in on what already happened. Yeah. Before, it's super efficient and it's like just gets like gets like, cut out cut out the fat, right? Plus, it implies in the audience's head that there has been a conversation happening for a long time. Yeah. We exactly. are walking into a conversation. They've been talking. Yeah. So in Gone Girl, it happens like when. In the first flashback when they meet. Yeah. And it goes from, like, the party to the elevator. Yeah. In between, it's like, she's like, oh, so you write for a men's magazine. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, boom, right away. It's like, oh, all this happened. He gave her all this exposition. The only thing that mattered was a men's magazine for us. Yeah, boom. exactly. It was really good. Um, so then that, we have another um, entering a scene late tip, which is just start your scene um, with, like, a question. Yeah. So right away, we know, okay, this is what the scene is about. Boom, we're already at the point. So in this movie, what they do is it's also, I think, the first scene of the movie, something like that, where in the bar, in the bar it's like yeah. Ben Affleck and uh, Carrie Coon, and she's like, oh, so is Amy going to do one of her answer an- anniversary, what do you call it, treasure hunts? Boom. Now we know what the scene's it's about. A, right now, it's a, and we know, oh, there's an anniversary. Yeah, we know two things. It's about an anniversary, plus there's a treasure hunt. Boom, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. And it's good. It's like super like casual. Like That is how people talk. I, I liked it. Plus, I think the way that go says that line it tells you that she doesn't care for any of that shit oh yeah, yeah. she's like oh she's gonna do one of those you know treasure hunts and it's like oh you don't care about any of this like you like she doesn't you, like amy it's very you don't like amy. like amy that one line tells you she doesn't like amy boom actually that's a great just like acting yeah acting is what brought that in not the line it's not the line yeah because that line could have been cheerful and it's like oh maybe go likes amy i don't know it's like hey treasure hunts that was I don't know what I was trying to act there. That was awful. <laughs> Enthusiasm, I think. Enthusiasm. That's, yeah, to me, that's so interesting. I think that's what, like, that is what directing is. That's one of the biggest jobs right there. This fi- you're just finding what is the meaning. You and the actors, that's what your collaboration with the actors. You're getting the subtext out of the yeah. text. How do we find, how do we mine this yeah. more for just, like, character? Yeah, it's like what did, like, there's a behind the scenes of the social network and Fincher's going line by line through the whole yeah, screenplay yeah. with Aaron Sorkin being like, hey, what did you mean by this? Yeah. What does this mean? What does this mean? And it's like, oh, yeah, because this is just text, but so much sub, like, the the actors need to deliver so much subtext. So yeah. we need to know what this means right now. Yeah, that is, that's a very good point. That is the actor's job. Yeah. Deliver subtext. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you can just go there and say lines. You could just say lines. That's the easy part, right? Well, yeah. That's like, that's, that's, I guess, like, like, that's like boring acting. You, yeah, you, you could do that in like, like a soap opera. <laughs> I could maybe do that. You, you could maybe do that. I've probably done that in some of the things we made together. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. What do you mean you don't like popsicles? I think, he, I, I think this guy loves popsicles. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's the subtext I got. That's all I got. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ben, okay. Boom. You know how you can totally learn what acting is? Okay. This is literally the Seinfeld scene. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Right. That is the perfect scene to illustrate it. Right, because George gets into what the pretzels mean. He's like, he's like these pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> Dies, right? Yeah. And he's like, what if... He's like, that's not good. He's like, what do you have a dis- different interpretation? Yeah. This is a man who has no job, no woman. He's parking cars for a living. Yeah. It's like, it's so good. The words don't, they don't matter. I, I, I think that's, I think that scene's actually pretty meta. Cause I think that's what Jason Alexander does in every scene. Yeah. He yeah. is like, and it's insane to me that he never won an, or was nominated yeah. for an Emmy. Not like, even nominated? Not really? even, yeah. Oh, like God. he was, I think by far the best 
actor on that set. Like Kramer was a good physical actor. He was, re- and he had some lines that were like like amazing. And like I think Elaine was good too. Jerry was whatever, but like George was the best. Like Jason Alexander was the best actor on that set. I right. I, I still think that. That's why in Curb there's a plot line. Right. <laughs> he writes a pamphlet which is called a book, but yeah. they make fun of it because it's so thin pamphlet. Acting without acting. <laughs> so good. There's a great end uh, podcast. People can't see this, but um, when Jason like says a lot of lines, he, he goes like that. And so in, describe what you're doing. It's he's like waving his hand like in front. He is like presenting something in right, front. Right when of you're him. like, oh, look at all my nice things. He's like, look pres- at all this. St- wave your hand. Like yeah, it, but yeah. he says that at the end of like a rant or something, right? Or, or he like does that motion. Uh, apparently that's because he was doing, I, I lay this shit before you. That's his, like, he's oh. like, I lay this shit. Here is my life, my character. I lay this shit before you. Oh, I, now I'm remembering seeing that yeah. like, gesture all the time. It, it's there all the time, but you don't notice it until it's pointed out. Yeah. He does that all the time. He does do it all the time. And it's always like, he has like really like, like his fingers are super like chubby. Yeah. So I've noticed like he doesn't like spread them out. He, it's very, uh, yeah, connected. Like hands are all connected. It's just like. Yeah. Boom. And it's like, it's very stiff. Yeah. It's actually, it's a funny guy. He's funny. He's like, I'm, he, he deserves so much more like a praise, I think. Yeah. Like he like elevates. Yeah. He elevated that character. Yeah. For yeah. sure. They all, like they all do. We're they not all taking do. anything away yeah. from like the But other like actors. the fact that he wasn't recognized as much as everyone else. It's like, crazy. I, it needs to be like It's ridiculous. Mentioned. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Actually, this is, um, this reminded me of, like remember the Pulp Fiction scene that, the burger scene. Right. Right. Uh, like Pokey was just watching it before this, and this is a good point where they're just talking about burgers, yeah. but the subtext is really is so much more. It's like it's like a huge power dynamic subtext. Yeah. Like Sam Jackson is basically saying like I can fucking kill you right yeah, now. Yeah, it's all so condescending. Very condescending. Yeah, yeah. And it's oh, this is interesting. Yo, this is that's the true writing hack right there. Right. It's just the acting brings it out. It's yeah, and like uh, I I can see why writers would like not think of that because when you're writing you're so like it needs to be spelled out in yeah. the writing that you almost like i don't know it's like a selfishness thing you can't rely on others to like deliver what you think needs to be delivered maybe yeah another situation is where well i'm sure like when you get to that like elite level then you know right. like you'll trust the director because here tarantino's a writer director right so he knows he's seeing it already in his head right yeah so he's like i don't need it he's like i know i can have them talk about burgers right and all this like oh this is a tasty burger <laughs> yeah tell you one of my favorite words now tasty tasty try and use that more in your day-to-day yeah i'm using tasty that that girl's real <laughs> see with, the, with a girl it's never it's always dirty with a girl it is and this is i'm gonna go with this tangent i don't care um the um, rappers when they're always describing like, yeah. a woman it's, tasty it's like yeah she's tasty it's like that shoddy's tasty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes that's associated tasty with like it's like a dirty word to me now yeah or like now for food it's like i can't tell that I like, can't call that steak tasty. That bagel is tasty. Right. And the bagel like, is like, you think of, when I think of a bagel, I think of like an 80 year old grandmother. I'm not attracted to a bagel. Right. But when you say tasty, it implies it's that you It's tasty, want, but it's like, I want to do something with a bagel. He's, he's going to use that all for something. Yeah. Right. It's a bagel. So it's a bagel. Yikes. All right. Next point. <laughs> Next point. Midpoint shift. The midpoint. Okay. So this is just like, all right. Like movies are long. Gone Girl is really long. It's like two and a half hours. Right? yeah 220 yeah right something like that so a lot of times what a, what you'll do is like in like movies you'll break them up into like like different like 
big macro section. Yeah. So the first, this movie is like, it's three different movies. The first movie is, it's a mystery. It's like, oh, did he kill his wife? Like, what happened to her? All that. Right. Then the midpoint shift, we find out, okay, she's dead. Sorry, she's still alive. Right. And now it's like, okay, the next part is like, and uh, what is, um, oh yeah, the cops think he did it. Right. right? So it's like, okay, is he going to go to jail? How's he going to get out of this? Right. Is he going to bring her back home? So that's the new, like, dramatic question. That's the second half of the movie. Right. And then when they finally meet up again, it's like, now the third part is, which is, I think, the final 20 minutes. Yeah. It's just like, okay, what are these two going to do to each other? Right. When they live together? Yeah. I mean, there's a um, screenwriting website. I read Script Shadow. And he actually thinks the movie should have ended after um, when she comes back home. Right. He doesn't like the final 20 minutes. Do you like it? I absolutely love it. Because when in the theater, I was like so interested. Because we built up that she's crazy. Yeah. And we haven't seen them actually interact yet. Yeah. As this, we've only seen the flashback. So I'm like, I want to see like, I don't know what, is she going to kill him? Yeah. That thread is there, right? I, I, I think if the movie ended when she comes back home, the, the audience would be left thinking Nick is going to die. But I think where yeah, it maybe. actually yeah, ends, yeah. where it actually ends with him looking at her, it's way worse. It's way darker. It, it's... Nick is trapped for the rest of his life with a psychopath. That's that's darker than Nick is gonna die. Yeah, so much darker. I remember you told we were so this like a like we're writing a pilot right now, mm -hmm. and there is a thing where we're thinking about like oh what are the stakes for the scene, and I'm just like oh, okay instead of like everyone dying how about everyone just gets cancer? Pokemon's so like, much worse. way worse. So much worse because you because you live life with pain. Yeah. Death is you escape pain. That's 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 it. It's at the least, end. It's, it's yeah, horrible, at least but it's, you're free, you're free at least. But like Nick's fate is so much worse than that. Yeah. He is stuck forever with this psychopath. Free so. from this waking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Three yeah. parts. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you can always break your movie up. Yeah. Like that. And it's good because once the first dramatic question is like answered, you, you need, need another you one. You need a new one, yeah. And the and the next dramatic question should be bigger than the last one yeah the it, stakes have been raised it should be raised it's like oh now because oh, okay that's why they had oh that's what it's like does missouri have the death penalty of course it has to have the death penalty it, it you need the to. stakes yeah even though uh i wonder if it was like say like just like 25 to life that's still pretty bad it's but bad death but is it's like a clear like it's clear you're dead yeah i i think in movies like sometimes you just need clarity like he is yeah. going to die not he is going to live in jail yeah that's true yeah. the clarity is it helps a lot Okay, um, Okay. another dope trick that this movie does, screenwriting, is I like to call it like the club promoter trick. <laughs> and it's just um, characters, they'll always just, they'll get excited by something. They'll learn some new piece of information and they'll get like hyped. And they'll just be like, oh, wow. And then that piques our interest. Like, oh, wait, what are they talking about? I want to know. I want to know this thing. They learn it. Yeah, the, the character will learn information before the audience. Yes. They'll get hyped by that information, building hype for us. Yeah. So the example here is when it's when the cops, they come into Nick's home for the first time. They're like, oh, they're trying to see, oh, she missing? What happened? And then the cop notices, wait, your wife is amazing, Amy? And she literally goes, wow. And at this point, I think this is the first time we've heard the words amazing. Amy. Yeah, we've never heard it. Yeah. And then so imagine it was just your wife is amazing, Amy, because that it could totally end on that question. Yeah. We're still like, wait, what's amazing, Amy? But the yeah. fact she's like, wow, we're like, OK, this is. It's a big deal. Gets me more excited. Yeah. She handed me a flyer <laughs> to come to this like shitty club, probably. <laughs> right? Called Amazing Amy. Yeah, called called Amazing Amy. Like in like some seedy part of Toronto. Yeah. I don't know. Let's say San Francisco. For some reason, like I've 
a lot of tenderloin. Let's say in tenderloin. Tenderloin is sketchy. Trash, right? Yeah. And some dude's like taking a shit out there in front and like shooting up heroin, probably yeah. dick out. And you're like, why am I here? Oh, it's because the club promoter did such a good job. She got me. She got me she there. She got man. you. Yeah. She got me. She told me there's like $2 drinks. I'm into it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So use that trick. It is so dope. Okay. Exposition. Exposition. Yeah. So, um, so the trick here is basically Ben is going to say a lot of exposition about, about NPH and his relationship to Amy. Uh, which would sound pretty like terrible if you just like said it like but there's no drama to it like as is just yeah there's no it. drama or conflict there uh but the way we get around it in the movie is pretty much nph says what the audience is thinking it's like your wife is missing and you're telling me this because and it's like oh shit okay yeah he calls him out on his exposition it's because we are acknowledging the bad writing <laughs> i think we get away with it a little bit yeah like it's it's a weird trick but it works yeah i mean and it, it's and it's like, still conflict. He's still being like... There's still, still some like, like animosity. Like, Wait, yeah. why are you here? I don't want to talk to you. Get away from me. It's still adding to that. And like NPH is not like forthcoming with information. So he doesn't get anything out of NPH anyways. He gives him nothing as yeah. the script notes. He exactly. gives him absolutely nothing. So that, that covered writing. Yeah. So now we're going to get into the uh, like the visuals and like the, the use of camera mm-hmm. that we found interesting. So... One of the, actually, you can talk about this one, Polka. Okay. Yeah, the first one is the visual language of the movie. So this is uh, not a movie that cuts away to things. So, for example, when Amy is driving down the road, uh, we reveal that she's alive. And she's talking about the different types of girls that, um, types of people that girls have to become to, like, satisfy or like boyfriends. What, of, what she thinks, like, guys like this, like, hippie girl. They like Yeah, this the, like the goth girl, the hippie girl, the cool, chic girl. Um... As she is mentioning those types of girls, we see them drive past Amy. It's Amy like drives a, past them, or like she drives past them. Sorry, not important. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but the point being, it's happening within that scene. It's not a cutaway to a different scene. But if this was a show like Family Guy, we would just cut away to those examples because that's the tone of the show. You cut away to jokes and gags, and then you go back to your scene. So it's important to like maintain the visual language of your movie. That's like the movie. Gra- grammar that you've set up. Exactly. Unless it's for a specific reason, but it's it will be jarring. Like, like this is not it. a flashback, right? Exactly. They only do that for flashbacks. That's about yeah. it. But yeah, it's, it was a good decision. It was a, it was a very good decision. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Big Short, what do I have? Like Big Short, Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, they have a different tone where they'll just All cut the away time. to a thing. Yeah. It's like, they'll oh, they'll cut like, to... Selena Gomez talking about the thing that you're talking about. Exactly. Right, to explain yeah. the point. Wolf of Wall Street, those cut to like a picture of a thing. Exactly. Boom, right there. Um, okay. So another interesting use was like the meta camera. Mm-hmm. So like later in the movie when like Amy comes back, she like falls in Nick's arms, right? Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be like this big romantic moment, all this stuff. We know she's faking it. It's but it, pure it's, manipulation. it's happening in front of the news the cameras. The news cameras, right? Yeah. So we know that's why she's like manipulating them. So mm-hmm. now the camera even like... I don't know, she almost like takes control. It's like the camera does the same thing where it does that like crane shot up. Yeah. It's like after the damsel in distress has been It's rescued. a very like romantic shot at the end of a rom-com. Right? And yeah. it's like, it's like so phony. It yeah. like adds so much to the phoniness. And it happens again later on where um, they come back from like the police station. She's just like told everyone her story. Yeah. And then same thing. She like waves to the, um, to the news crew and the camera's like pulling back. It's like once again, and the music is, it has like the same like sweet romantic music again. Right. That we were like hearing at the beginning of the movie during like the diary scenes. 
the whole movie is working to get on Amy's like side. It yeah, seems. it's like Amy is like she like she well she's like the protagonist really. She drives like so much of this, right? Mm-hmm. It's so fascinating. And then Nick even addresses both the camera as well as Amy when he says, "All right, cut it out." Oh yeah, he, yeah, no, yeah. He literally says, "Um, stop pretending." Yeah, stop pretending. He's like, "Yo, camera, Fincher, Finch, yeah. cut it out, man. <laughs> stop. We get it. We get it." Okay, that was it actually for that section. That was a. It's tight. It's a tasty section. Tasty section. Tasty and tight section. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm cutting out all the dirty jokes. Are you? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just too much. Too much? For the kids and parents listening. <laughs> I thought you don't care. I thought you were cool. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. Uh, Look Gam- at this guy. Gandhi now. Gotta yeah. Be, yeah. You know what, Gandhi. What am I saying? Cheated on his wife. No, he uh, he he slept around children to test his purity. Around children? Yeah. I thought it was just, like other women. Maybe it was women. I thought it was children, but whatever. Same difference. Yikes. <laughs> Maybe you could leave it. I don't know. Up to you. <laughs> Efficiency, I guess. Tight, tight, tight. Okay. Editing. Yeah, want to talk about editing, which I think is the underappreciated, one of the biggest, most underappreciated aspects of movies. It's the it's the third uh, pass through of a movie. Yeah, third the third writing yeah. stage. Yeah. People only notice it when it's like flashy and shit. Yeah. Like in Whiplash. Or or if it's bad, like in Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's. To me, movies, like, just come come down to editing. That's how I think of movies. Just editing? Like, from, like, the get-go, like... Because, like, how are you just, like... How are you juxtaposing it pictures together? Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, I don't... Like, words, that's, like, the harder part for me, actually. Um, okay. So, this, I think, is super interesting. So, through editing, what they... I think this is how they do it. They, you're never sure in this movie if, like, Ben is guilty or not. Right, right. It's, it's a big part of the first half of the movie. Right, it's, and that's part of the tension, right? Yeah. Or, like, it's important that we're, we don't really know. Because if, if you knew or if you felt like he was guilty or not guilty, the whole first half would be so boring. Like, he yeah. needs to, like, on a, razor, a razor's edge, he has to teeter on this, like, tight, like, is this guy a piece of shit or is he, like, a good person? Thanks to Danielle for that quote. Yeah. That insight. Um, so I think how they did this is... This is a theory um, for through what they did was they had like different takes uh, for like each scene. It's like, okay, Ben, play this scene like guilty, play this one innocent, play this one um, like maybe like you're guilty, but like you feel like remorse right. or you're innocent, but you're actually, you, you're questioning yourself like, wait, did I do it? Did I not do it? Right? right. All these different versions. And then what you do, you combine those within a scene. So, so you, I, you keep going back and forth, I right? guess, as the audience. So yeah. I learned this, and then the audience just has no idea. It's like, I can't, like, pick up on this guy, yeah. right? And I, so I learned this from uh, American Psycho, where that's what they did with the scene where uh, Big Dick Defoe, Willem Defoe, is, like, questioning Christian Bale, Batman. Mm-hmm. And he's just, we know Christian Bale killed a bunch of people. Yeah. And Defoe is, like, um, trying to find out. Right. And the whole time that Defoe, like, it flip-flops. There's parts where, like, oh, he totally knows. Then just goes to, like, he's being friendly and nice. And it's combobulating in in that movie it's a bit more jarring yeah it's more it's not as subtle it's very clear which take is which yeah it is very clear in in gone girl i'm like i think that's why our friend danielle was uh the first time i watched this movie with her she was like blown away at ben affleck's acting and i couldn't understand because yeah you watch that movie and it's rosamund pike who gets like a lot of the praise ben affleck gets like nothing but he is doing so little but just enough 
And that's, as an actor, that's hard to do, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, because you just want to go big, like in every scene. It's easier to go big. Exactly. So yeah. I, I can see... It's like see, the writing thing, right? It's easier to get it all on the page. You, yeah, you just want to spell it out, yeah. right? And the same with acting. You, you want to spell out sadness. But Ben does so little in this that you don't notice, I think, the, the different takes that he's doing. Yeah. It's like almost the same, but there's a difference. There's always, yeah. Like this micro expressions, little things here and there. Yeah. He like looks in the corner, like... Yeah, he is, he is he's very great. underrated in that movie. He's so good. Yeah. He's so good. Um, okay, next point. Um, yeah, so another editing... Actually, this is more a, like... Okay, let's, let's, let's pose a question. How do you... Like, what is punctuation in a film? Mm -hmm. Right? What is a, like, comma? What is, like, a paragraph? Like, we, we know what a sentence is because that's what someone just said this. That's yeah. a sentence. Yeah. That's literally, but that's still words, right? It's but what's words, like a visual yeah. comma, exactly. all that. So I think this movie does a like, dope job at putting in that, like, punctuation and that grammar. Right. So the example I want to go through is it's a part when they're in the beginning, it's at the bar, and they're talking about um, the gifts, the different gifts Ben Affleck has gotten, right? Mm -hmm. So I could see this is, okay, me personally, I have a problem where um, I'm way more visual Mm -hmm. So I like, if people are like saying things in a movie, a lot of times it's just, I have to pay like a lot of attention or it's just going to kind of skip by me. Right. Right. So, but I think in this movie, um, how they help helped me absorb that information was like for each gift, they had like a different like camera angle, a right. different so shot. For gift one, it, it, it was a low angle you said? Yeah, something. Yeah. I think I remember. It doesn't matter right now. I'm right. not remembering, but the point is like, you had one different, it was like a medium shot yeah. for the, the one gift. And then for the gift right after it was like a profile. And then it was like a straight on close up for the third one. Right. Right. So boom, in my mind, I was able to compartment, carp I can never say this goddamn word. Compartmentalize. Yeah. <laughs> Visually, I could do it. Right. Yeah. So to me, each shot in between that, those were the commas. Yeah. That's how they did it. And then another thing is, okay, for once like a topic of conversation is done, how do you like reset Right. Right. How do you go to like a new paragraph? Yeah. And to me, I've noticed a lot in Fincher movies. He'll just go to a wide shot. That's a new paragraph. Now. Yeah. Reset. Okay. Boom. That's done. Wide shot. And then the new thing starts and then we come back in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good way to give some like visual space and breath to the yeah. scene. Cause otherwise I think you said in the post that yeah. wasn't there. And it, movie, yeah. it, it got you a bit confused on what was, was being said. It was like the first time we see Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks, like speaking, they mm -hmm. like walk into it, like dinner table. It's like, one of those Spielberg winners, uh, fuck all that. No, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> you love Spielberg winners. I know. I love Spielberg. It's just to everyone's now just like, oh, wow, that's a winner. Uh, ah, geez. <laughs> Calling it out. Oh, what a real winner. It's like, fucker. I don't know what I'm saying. Just don't like when it's popular. Yeah. I'm just a hippie. I'm just a hippie. I don't like Game of Thrones because everyone else watches Game of Thrones. <laughs> I've seen the first season. I did like it. Yeah, it's good. First I, four are good. Yeah. I don't know why I stopped watching. I just like stop watching things it's just like i don't know yeah. why it, no, it's a no big reason. time investment maybe yeah it's just like it's so much time mm -hmm. um yeah in the post the, the right post, yeah they just walk in and they just sit down and it's just like this like steady cam two shot but it's a bit further back and a what they were talking about i don't think was interesting it was just a bunch of exposition for, i don't even remember what they're talking about but but you could say that about gone girl the, the gifts aren't, aren't that aren't they're not that interesting they're not but at least because i don't know yeah the way it was like directed yeah i could at least like absorb the information you could make like an un, like an under like an uninteresting topic more interesting just by yeah directing or it, it went down easier i it least down got easier. the inf in the post yeah. i had no idea what was happening they were just like blabbing on and on about things right. i had to like one point lean over to my friend danielle 
Danielle. <laughs> and then just be like, yo, what happened to that scene? And yeah. she had no idea either. It so it, it was just a two shot. And how long was, was it on for? I don't know. Time? Like a hundred minutes the rest of the movie. And it was like, it wasn't like, like I like two shots. I like shots. It's just like two people, two people talking. I like that. Yeah. So there's obviously more to it. Why it wasn't working. Yeah. Um, I don't know what. I, I've only watched the post at one time. I don't mm-hmm. want to watch it again. But point being, the punctuation helps way more. Mm-hmm. Like I can turn the sound off and I can tell, okay, they're talking about a different thing. One thing, about different second thing, thing third different thing. thing. It's yeah. clear, right? Yeah. Like it's subconscious. My brain is like, good, good, good. I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, oh, another editing for uh, for comedy. Yeah, that's so, the uh, swab transition. Yeah, so this is like a absolutely just like stupid joke yeah it goes from the flashback when uh ben affleck he proposes to amy yeah right and then he's like they're about to kiss it's like this like profile shot the lighting is like super romantic it's it's yellow and then we cut to the next shot which is another profile shot a bit wider but then it's just like a guy putting like a swab yeah into his mouth very unromantically very unromantic right and i'm like it's like a killer joke right yeah but I think um, the key is just like the the contrast between the two. Yeah, it's like warm lighting in one, cold in the other. Yeah, warm to cold. I have some other things. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, the camera was pushing in in the flashback. So mm-hmm. and then it just goes to this like static shot. So the camera changed. Um, let's see. There's other things. Oh yeah, it went from like these two people, just the situation, deep yeah. intimate moment to just like ah, uh, what's happening, right? <laughs> it was. It was fantastic and i think oh yeah this is a important thing i noticed this was not in the script right the script the scene starts way earlier the swab scene yeah there's okay. way more stuff before that right. so they found it in the edit they're like oh dope this would work okay so so last point in editing yep is so i think the biggest thing about one of the making movies like like fincher talks about this is uh, like time manipulation. Mm-hmm. So your job is to extend parts, sequences that are like short, that are like short in real life, and to parts that would be long in real life, you you compress them down, right. make them shorter, right? Right. So, like the best example of this in this movie is I think like the middle, the middle climax when the cops are about to find the diary in like the furnace, and uh, what's his name, Nick? Nick is about to find like the woodshed, right? So. And if this was, like, real time, the woodshed would take, like, way longer. Right, because Nick has to go from his place to the woodshed, find the woodshed, then, like, open the door. Exactly, stuff, right? right? It takes way longer. Where the cops literally have to just go from the first floor of the house to the basement, yeah. right? If you put it, if you put Ed in that real time, the pacing totally doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's not climaxing properly, right? So here, this is what they did. They shortened down how much time it takes for Ben to get to the woodshed and they extended how much time it takes to find, to go from upstairs down to the basement. Yeah. And then this way, now the climax happens like, uh, this is not the right word correctly, but you know what I'm saying? Right. It's actually climaxing now. And they, and they happen like one after the other. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like similar to Goodwill hunting where like when, um, Ben goes to Will's house to find that Will is, is no longer there. It's, like intercut with Will dropping off a letter to Robin Williams' place, uh, which would take much less time than Nick have or than Ben having to go to Will's place. But that doesn't matter when you like 
cut them together and make the longer one shorter and the shorter one longer. This is like the it's like the magic part of movie making. Right. Just that. I don't know. I don't know in books. Yeah. If you can do that. It's it's the one thing that's unique to movies. Yeah, like like intercutting isn't a thing in books. You you can go from chapter to chapter or like paragraph to paragraph, but you can't like intercut. Yeah, within like it's like scenes. It's like two scenes. Yeah. It's like almost like the beats are being intercut. Exactly. Right? Yeah. In a yeah. novel, what do you have to do? It's like a new paragraph each time or something. It's right? like you say, person A does this, person B does that, person A does this, but it it, it doesn't have there's the same like effect. There's like a flow, right? Yeah. yeah. There's like no like flow. Like a loss there. of flow there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very weird. Movies. That's why we love them because yeah. of uh, time manipulation. <laughs> yeah. And dope editing. Yeah. Uh, last point is music. New section. Yeah. New section. So at the same uh, midpoint climax where Nick finds out the woodshed full of gifts, um, the like Ben is freaking out because he's realizing, oh my God, she's alive. She's been screwing, me, screwing with me the whole time and he's losing his mind. But how do you describe that in a movie? Like his like inner thoughts, like in a book, you would just write just that Ben is losing his mind. But in, in a movie, you can't just spell that out. So you you describe that with the music in that scene. It's like going crazy and haywire. And it, it doesn't really do that in the rest of the movie. It's just in that one scene, it, it happens. Um, I mean, Ben also like holds his hands up to his head and he's like, I'm losing my mind. But but the music is what really, I think, delivers that message of Ben loses his mind as he sees this st- stuff. The acting was big. Big It acting. wasn't even that big. Honestly, it wasn't that big. I mean, compared to the rest of his acting, it was much bigger. Yeah, just like his hands. Like How he, dare you use your hands? He for sure. I, I don't know why he went big there or why Fincher kept that like bigger scene there. I don't think it was that big. Too big. I think it's too big. It's too big for me. Too big? He's Ben is too What's big for too me. What's too big for you? Anything where I would do that. <laughs> That's too big. That's too big. And what is too big for you? Uh, like size? Yeah. Well, Whatever your interpretation is to that question, what is uh, too it's, big? There is no such thing as too big. Wow. Yeah, I know. Real taker. Controversial. Oof. Take a big. <laughs> it's all getting cut. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. I gotta leave that I in. All the power. You gotta leave that in. <laughs> so much power right now. I, I can cut together you saying shit now. Oh no. Nine eleven, nine eleven, nine eleven. It's all being put in there. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's all we got. That's all we got. Alright, guys. That was our efficient cast, the most efficient version of this that we can pro- we're probably capable of doing. Yeah, we, that's we, not true. We could always. I think it'll just get boring. Not boring, but it's not as fun. There is like a a, a graph of like efficiency to like funny that I I at some point it's like not worth it to be that efficient to me. Right, right. It's just like screw this. Because the funny's gone. The funny's gone. Funny, funny is important. I know what you're thinking. Uh, we don't think you're funny, but oh, I, that's true. But I think we're funny, <laughs> and that's all that matters. Yep, that is true. It's like, you guys, come on, <laughs> come on, you guys are idiots. In the end, I have to amuse myself. Yeah, because I listen to this podcast or editing. Yeah, that's all we can do. Well, now, now we will start editing. Now we'll start editing it. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. I got normally I would do jokes here. Um, if you're listening in blank, insert punchline here. <laughs> All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. We'll see you next week when we talk about some magical movie that's wow. Ooh, wow. It's so good. It's going to be a dope movie. Bet you're hyped about it, right? So hyped. Look at me talking. It's amazing, Amy. What is amazing? I don't know. All right. See you later. Bye.
Where'd you get gone, girl? Where did you go? Where'd you get gone, girl? Did you go back home? Where'd you get gone, girl? Where did you go? Where'd you get gone, girl? Are you dead?